No, is there, how about now? Does it sound better? Or? Yeah, that's better. Awesome. Um, all right. The podcast has begun. <laughs> what an episode. I, I don't know about you guys, but personally, this episode is, is everything you want. This was the best merge episode in a second. This is a big fat episode. Uh, we should definitely start with Roxroy so we can just talk about <laughs> this fucking hourglass. Let's start on Roxroy. Boy Rocks. So we like him time. now, right? We all like Roxroy now. Uh, Rox was on fire. First he- of all, Bar after bar, this guy was dropped. You ever heard anyone in real life say Jimin and Crickets, Urban? Only my father, who, and this felt like oh, an episode. Well, that's still, that's your, your dad says Jiminy Cricket. I'll tell you this my dad could very well be Rock Um, I love that they told us about that he is losing sight. You know, I felt like that contextualizes so much of him. And I, I just really loved that. Like, I love Rock and I'm glad that he's here. That was good to know. I'm happy they told us the amount of times he says, I'm supposed to be here right now while he's watching that sunset. And all the times he's told the younger players, oh, take this moment. They put a little bit of that throughout the episodes, but now it's like, oh no, because he's literally taking these moments. And He's always been such a genuine person on the show, but like now you get so much context behind it before he was just a stay-at-home dad, but no, he's so much more than just a stay-at-home dad. He's just, <laughs> just a man. <laughs> Like going on the journey of a lifetime. He built that shelter. Jeff was like, whoa. He got it done. And I think smashing the glass definitely gave him the safest spot in the game because Drea gave him so this episode was all about like what other people said about you and it blocked certain players which we'll get to and for players like rocks it opened up a huge opportunity yeah drea actually went to bat for roxroy more than romeo in this last episode she was always including roxroy i mean roxroy is in the eight he wasn't there romeo wasn't even in the eight person yeah yeah well, with that Rock- was really impressive that um with his social game that drea you know she kept including him she said he's just like mike and everybody likes mike for him to have been not put up for sacrifice i think means a lot because he could have went with the easy vote but no one was thinking easy everyone was thinking best for their game and throughout the episode i think roxroy just made the right choices he decided to go fishing with john but that was definitely good that was a great opportunity for roxroy too because john immediately was like hey just so you know Drea roped you in like you're good you're in the eight this is us moving forward wow that must feel so comforting coming back into a camp and just that work has been done for you he's he's gone two days two nights so my man probably was paranoid that he missed a lot comes back and yeah that's got to be a breath of fresh air that's crazy but yeah I think Roxway submitted himself very safe his position right now is probably honestly I would say one of the safest and anything can happen because somebody who was in the eight person alliance went home so like that's going to split everything open well, I just want to mention really quick that Rox voted for Lindsay. So that's also very strange considering she's part of that eight. And it's just still unbeknownst to us why he did that. I would chalk up his votes to the eight splitting, not relationally, but just like splitting up the votes. Um, I don't think that's like a sign of anything, but... It is interesting, though, that Roxroy was not clued in because High and Mike were clued in to vote their number one, Lydia, before Roxroy was approached, before Romeo was approached, and then obviously Tori and Chanel. That's true. That's true. I wonder if that means that High and Mike are in a better social position than Roxroy. I really don't know, but Roxroy is kind of a resilient personality. He could probably find his way in the end pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say Mike and High are in a better social position. Um, do you guys want to go to Tori? I think Tori is great. I think we should jump into her. Tori time. 
Tori and Romeo, I think, are the antagonists, but Tori is such a fun villain. She is just in it for herself, and she makes it work. She she has the capabilities of creating chaos, and she does it well. I'm I gonna... wanted her out so badly, but I also love her in this game as well. But her social game is so sloppy. I mean, if we thought Daniel was a liability to work with, Tori is times three. Who was her closest ally? I would argue Swati. So, yeah. <laughs> well, she got the word of mouth treatment that Chanel also got of, hey, you can't trust her. Like, and, and it's not just one person said it; multiple people yeah. said to not trust her. And we saw on the vote, she was she was specifically kept out. Her and Chanel, they were kept out the entire episode. So she's definitely in a very bad social position. They better get together, both Chanel and Tori. You guys, absolutely, are, nobody likes you guys. Hi and Mike should utilize those two and pull somebody else in because Orange is going to run the game with all this if they don't. Who should we go to next? Well, you mentioned Hi. I think he would be a good person to talk about. We can kind of talk about this Lydia vote. Yeah. Hi, I think, made the best decision for his game being not necessarily the only person that contributed to creating the eight, but the person who will get the name for it, probably. I think it was smart to not grab the power to save Lydia, maybe. His best option, I think, is to work with these other players who are on the outs just to make sure that these power players don't eclipse him. I question High's motive to trust Orange so willingly because when we first see the merge, I believe it's Mike and Drea kind of talking about how they each have three people they trust on their tribe and one person they don't. And then High gets kind of let into that. And then all of a sudden, Orange comes in and it becomes an eight. Romeo is no longer included. And it just, it really changes things. So if you're High, I wonder, because he lost Lydia ultimately because Orange had wiggle room. And Mm -hmm. is it better for his game to not have her? Or is it better for his game to have his closest ally? That's at least a jury vote if she was there. Yeah, I kind of wish she made jury just because that would totally help High's game. She could be the first one to get out on the jury, and yet she would still vote for him. That's probably the saddest part, but when I just think about it more and more, like, if anyone had to go, sure, it was Lydia. Okay, I can get behind that. Uh, And sadly, I think I'm going to have to, like, deal with this every week of being like, okay, yeah, I guess I can get behind that. Sure. Well, when you have a stellar past, it's hard to see anyone go at this point. But I do think there was something in his conversation with Drea that made him change. I think him and Drea probably had a very, very strong connection. And I think maybe he saw moving forward with her was better for actively playing the game at hand than someone like Lydia. But it's sad. You know, I love Lydia. Listen, she's leading the charge on Twitter. We all see it. (laughs) We all see your progress. And to kind of give Lydia credit, because I know a lot of people are clowning her online, but I do think that she was for going to Omar and saying, let's get rid of Jonathan. I think that was normal on her part. I think she was just playing a good game. Her working with High gave her a lot of confidence because she was really carrying herself like a true player in this game. And I think she was just speaking her social game, talking to Omar, not realizing that Jonathan and Marianne and Lindsay are all people that he would go to bat for. I I was impressed with Lydia. I think this was her best episode, despite being her last episode. I mean, she did a good job and she did the best with what she could do. And like you said, I mean, she grew a lot out there and I hope we see her again. 
I probably said her best episode was when she was like, "Oh my god, you have so much blood." <laughs> the first episode. That was the first episode. Yeah, that was the first episode. And actually, that's a good um, that's a good segue because we did high, and you mentioned the blood, and that was because of them getting that amulet. And so I think we should touch on Drea and Lindsay next, just to kind of talk about this amulet alliance. This amulet trio. What I found interesting about this merge was that you have these like subsets within this eight, and that's why it's functioning. The amulet trio is one of them. The idol trio is another. But what I like about this trio is that Drea is in it, and Drea has really gotten into her groove. Watching her talk to Might, it was like two knights on a chessboard, like meeting. And that's why the eight really works. It's because Drea and Mike met. Yeah, I was really impressed with that. Both of their social games are incredible and they clicked immediately. Um, Ross, where do you feel like Drea is in terms of power and safety? Like, do you think that she's in a safe position? Do you think she should be in a stronger position? What do you think about that? I think she's Queen Drea. I think she <laughs> owns this bitch right now. I hope people don't realize, because I feel like she could probably downplay it and still be running the show that she is. I think she is downplaying it. Like, she's in a great position. Every move is hers, you know, like... She's done a great job, you know. I love how confident she is about her game, about her abilities. I love how she doesn't give up in that grueling challenge. I just think that was crazy. Had so many, she, she seems so strong. Perry, how did you feel about her revealing to them that she had the extra vote to cover for Omer? Oh, I thought that was really cool. That was the first time in a while where somebody revealed an advantage and I was like, oh, that actually furthered your social game. Even with Drea at the beginning of this season, her telling Swati and Tor that she had these advantages. I don't think that actually served her. It made Swati afraid of her and, and target her. And luckily, Drea was able to come on top. But this time, yes, I think that Drea made the right move because it made everybody trust her. No one's necessarily targeting her yet because of it. But she should be careful. But that's why keeping players like Jonathan and other giant threats is very smart. I need to see Jonathan in more challenges. Obviously, in physical challenges, he's a beast, but... Lindsay brought up a great point. He's not good at puzzles. He couldn't do the challenge, the, this first immunity challenge. So I want to see this big threat because as of right now, he is just the guy uh, getting their fish for them and doing Wait. other cool tasks that would probably help his social game though to continue to lose these challenges because if he can't win challenges and he is the provider then there's really no problem with keeping him. The only reason you don't want to keep a strong character is because they're going to keep winning and prevent you from winning rewards. But if he, I don't know, if Jonathan underplays it, it'll probably take three to four votes before people stop targeting him. He is going to be a target every episode for the next couple episodes because that's just that's just what it is. Fair. That's fair. Man, that's some old school survivor right there. I just wanted to sit, ask one more thing about the amulet and then we can go honestly back to John. Out of this trio, who do you think would betray the other first? I'm really loving the idea that they're not going to betray each other. So I kind of didn't even think about the possibility of them betraying each other. And who would it be first? Man, Lindsay, I bet. I feel like Lindsay and Drea would do it together. High might do something to kind of heighten their senses and make them realize, oh, okay, this guy might be a problem. And then it becomes a two. I don't know if it'd be one person betraying two other people, but two people kind of chipping somebody off. And then maybe down the line, someone will get that idol. 
because Drea, High, and Lindsay do not benefit long-term from staying with each other. They all have completely different core allies. And if they want their friends in the end, they're going to have to get rid of each other. That's just what it is. And this is kind of a part of High's game a little bit, but I think that's why his best move is to continue his relationship with Romeo as well. Because Romeo is going to amp up more and more. And if he can make sure, if he can weaponize his antics, make sure they're aimed at the right people. I would just like to say that Romeo is going to be the third Tory in Chanel. Romeo is going to be the next loose cannon because you kind of see it a little bit in this episode. And like, I just <laughs> know something's going down. He's, he was confiding in Tori about Jonathan and Roxroy's relationship. So that, that was immediate. It's like, oh, he's going to Tori. That's how you know. That is a really good indication. You have nowhere else to turn except Tori. You know Tori. That's your tribe. That's not the word of mouth people coming up to her. You know she's a villain. You hear the way she talks? (laughs) Real quick, do you guys think that Romeo knows he's not in the eight? Yeah, I I think he definitely knows. and I don't think he likes it. Unfortunately, he's kind of a part of that bottom people who haven't gotten together yet. They haven't neutralized yet. That felt like a very power-hungry grab. Even his confessionals talking about it. Now that I have this power back, like I'm so, I'm ready to use it. Is it bad that I kind of want him to keep winning and keep being chaotic no i mean the more obstacles hey all right let's we've named about half the people let's let's knock out this other half say somebody random go here's what i love about mike mike is that guy man mike is that guy i'm in love with this man and he's so good at connecting with people his ability to recover i i would almost say not take things to heart but he does he doesn't let it cloud what he thinks he needs to do. And I love that about him. Yeah, Mike's social game is untouchable. Within minutes of meeting Drea, instant connection. Minutes into meeting Jonathan, instant connection. He's getting so close to all these people. And it's just really incredible to watch. I think when uh, Omer comes to High and Mike with the proposition of getting Lydia out, it felt like genuine concern. He said, mm-hmm. Hi, if you want to do this, then I'm I'm down for it. But if not, then he wouldn't. And I just felt like that was a really nice thing. He said at the beginning of that episode that he would take a bullet for her. And then he, he <laughs> wow. had to vote her out. And he he just did. I think the golden phrase that Mike used, Drea used, if someone says your name, I'll let you know. That's such a great way to start an alliance because it's so much freedom, but it's also a lot of respect. When it comes down to it, a player like Mike, a player like Drea, people need to continue getting close to them because Mike is going to be there for a while. If Hai wants to be safe, he should continue building a relationship with Mike. Any of them want to do well, they're going to have to target the Orange Tribe because this is Omar's game to lose right now. <laughs> I I I think he was MVP of this episode, but he owned this was his episode. But this was he his owned episode. this merge that, episode. That was his move at Tribal, and, and he me, did it so last minute. He went to High and Mike. They just kind of folded, and that was incredible. He saved all of his orange people, and I don't know if anybody even registers that he was doing it to protect his people. Yeah, I mean, Omer really, really just showcased that. And any confusion with oh, why did High? decide this why did this person decide this it's to the applause of omer and without a vote i mean he really said you know i could keep quiet 
but no, I'm going to go to the right people. I'm going to use the, the right type of lie. Omar is so fucking suave. You saw the way in his confessional, he's leaning on that tree. My man was chilling. Like he was like, yeah, I think, I think it's Lydia tonight. <laughs> it's the battle of the king, the kings and queens. Like oh, Omar is king. Where do you think the first crack of the first person loss will be? And do you think Omar will be at the center of that? Marianne is going to probably betray one of them, but only because I think it will benefit her game. Well, then that's a good reason. But I would say Marianne, she was pretty quick to turn on Jonathan already. I'm happy that didn't happen, but Marianne was definitely on board to get rid of John. Absolutely. And again, credit to Omer for just being like, why are we voting each other out right now? Like, let's flip this on to one of these other bitches. And (laughs) just that. Would Omer be at the center of it? You know what? Let's say, yeah. Let's say, Let's he, say yeah. I want that to be the storyline, actually. Him just continually having to fight for his family when they won't fight for him. <laughs> I love that. A man just trying to keep his family together. I was very impressed with Mary in this episode. I think that this was definitely her best episode so far because when Omer told her, your name is on the line, but don't act emotional, she didn't. She held that in. She did what she had to do. She was scheming up to that point, but not in a way that was sloppy. You're going to get back to her. Every conversation she had, whether it be with Mike or even that one with Tori, I feel like they were all very calculated conversations. And I really applaud her for being able to hold her emotions back. She's been impressing people with every conversation. So do you think she'll be able to do enough to have her own game by the end? After this episode, yes. They might still view her as the young player. I I think she'll get to final three, but I don't think they'll vote for her. But if she gets to the end with the right people, I could see her beating Roxroy. I could see her beating Chanel. I could see her beating Tori. Wow. Oh, my God. Do I want Tori and Chanel and Rox to just stay in the game just to help Marianne? (laughs) And anybody could blow their game at any moment. People might be safe now who won't be later. High strikes me as somebody. Romeo strikes me definitely as somebody who is going to piss people off and not be able to undo that. Yeah, it's a it's a fickle game. The last person left to talk about is Chanel. What do you think was going through Chanel's mind in regards to not telling Omar that she lost her vote? Because she knows he's going to find out that he doesn't have a vote. Why did she choose not to tell him? I honestly don't know. Coming into the game, Chanel was my one of my people I wanted. To, I thought was going to do amazing. It doesn't make sense because as Omar says, you don't even respect him enough to tell him. Like you come up to him and say, oh, we're, we're good, right? And you don't mention that he doesn't even have a vote. But she doesn't see it as a mistake. Like anything that happened. It she needs like allies. It. She should tell him. She Maybe. needs a lot of allies because she has no one. She's on the same level as Tori and she shouldn't be. <laughs> she shouldn't be really. But I'm just thinking maybe she doesn't. She thinks that Omar protected his vote, which I don't know why she would think that considering what we have seen in that episode of her literally saying, I cannot risk my vote. And yet she does. So I, I don't know why she would think that. Who would you go to to try and make a better bond if you could? If, if I was Chanel? Yes. I'd pull in Tori. I'd pull in Marianne. If she could read that Roxroy is confused, pull him in. Clearly Romeo is unstable. Pull him in. 
If you're Chanel, you have nothing to lose. Try to build something with Omar, especially if he got a good vibe from you on that mountain. If you're embarrassed to tell him, it would probably benefit to just be like, hey, I messed up. I risked my vote. We both lost our votes. You're not going to have a vote tonight. My whole tribe hates me. Please, I got your back. I think it's the best you could do. Yeah. What about you, Ross? Man, she's pretty fucked. Who do y'all think gets out next week? I think Lindsay would be the first orange out. I think she'll be caught in the crossfire. Having her name be used the way it was will make it easy for Elise to get astray. But it could be just Tori or Chanel. Like Somehow I think both are going to be here for so long. I kind of like the answer of Lindsay. I mean, like, I don't want her to leave, but I love a good crossfire out. But I'll say Chanel. I don't think Chanel has a chance. I think Tori will keep slipping by, but just Chanel, there's just something about her. I just don't think anybody really wants her around if Lindsay goes home then drea and high probably have more incentive to vote each other out because then they're only one step away from an idol so i wonder if that would speed up the plot of this game whose story is it yeah and i don't know if any of them will necessarily win but it'll probably be somebody close to one of them because if you can tell the winner's story through that social lovable character then that's usually the survivor way well i'll say about this episode lots of twists and turns has to be one of the best merge episodes to be honest really loved it and i think everything worked this time that didn't work in 41 and i can't wait to just see all these people forever because they'll be on the jury at least and it's all i could hope for all right is there anything else y'all want to talk about i'm good i I feel like we we ate this episode ate that shit up kind of like Applebee's. A family style kind of restaurant. Exactly. Ross, give us that nice mic outro. This was sponsored by Applebee's. Yeah. This is where we cut. Yeah.